This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Five minutes after four, and we are ready to go. Hope you are as well. Look at that. Phone line's already open. This is a live call-in show, of course. 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898. You have questions about uh, employment law and uh, how it affects you, possibly still in these COVID times. Or maybe you're uh, you're going back to work soon and you want to know how to navigate that. Well, we can uh, we can answer the calls. Just bring them on and just regular old employment law. We talk about that every week as well. 604-280-9898. Ready to, uh, to take your calls. Want to send along an email. We'll get to some of those if we have time. And that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. How are you, pal? Hey John, I'm doing very well. Great to be back here and great to be answering questions. I mm-hmm. I certainly uh, had a, a busy week, actually busy week, and also the, uh, answering a lot of questions. I don't I don't stop to much to my uh, wife's chagrin uh, to answer questions, <laughs> to answer emails. So by all means, if you have questions about your workplace rights, I'm not going to stop because these are such important times, such uh, unique times. Let's put it that way, where uh, all our jobs have been impacted to an extent. You know, mine too. So if if you want to understand your workplace rights, if you want to understand what your entitlements are, bring them on. Bring those questions on right now. Take advantage till 5 o'clock. We'll answer those questions. Or if you want to talk to me privately, you want to ask a question about your job, your employer, uh, your layoff, your return to work, we'll give you my contact information throughout the show so that you can reach out to me and, and we can have that discussion. But please don't be bashful. A lot of people like to call for their friends, their their mothers, their fathers, etc. That's great. Take advantage of the fact we're here. Call on their behalf. I'll give you the answers. And John, let me tell you about a couple of situations that came across my desk just over the past uh, few days. Uh, first matter I'll talk to you about, uh, I got a, a call from a gentleman who uh, is an older gentleman, uh, and he'd been on a layoff since uh, mid-March or since late March. Well, he recently was notified that he's going to be called back to work. He was given a few days notice, we're going to call you back. Well, this individual, uh, other than being a, a bit older, uh, he has a heart condition and he also suffers from diabetes. And he was terrified of the idea of going back to work because, as he put it, if he got the virus, he probably wouldn't make it. That Those are his words. So he wanted to know, do I have to go back when I have these medical conditions, when even the, the idea of getting this virus uh, is, is a, a problematic one, and, and certainly getting the virus is a big issue. So here's what I told him. I said that, generally speaking, yes, you do have to go back to work. Your employer is allowed to expect you to come back to work as long as, of course, is they're observing social distancing in the workplace. That said, I told him, if you have a doctor's note that says, no, you should not be working right now, that allows you to stay off work. Your doctor, as always, is judge and jury when it comes to your ability to work. That doesn't change during COVID-19. If your doctor says you should not work, then you're allowed to be off work. You cannot be punished for being off work. You cannot be considered to have resigned. And you have to have your job available when you're ready to come back to work. So get a doctor's note, and that's what he's going to be doing. He was very relieved. So a reminder for everyone here listening today is that if you do have a medical condition that may make you more susceptible to the virus or may increase the the risk to your health, speak to your doctor. If your doctor feels you should be off work, they'll give you a note, and that protects you. 
without that note, for most people, you do have to go back to work. I know you're going to feel unsafe. I know you're you're probably not going to be very comfortable. The concern is if you just decide not to go to work, you may be considered to have resigned, and then you lose your job. So the doctor's note is important, John. Again, 604-280-9898. Lines are uh, open for the duration of the show. What else uh, What else you got uh, going on? Well, I uh, I spoke with quite a few people this week that unfortunately have lost their jobs. Their employer told them, you know, we're not going to be able to call you back. We're cutting costs. We're, uh, you know, inc- decreasing our, our uh, uh, contingent of employees. So they lost their jobs because of it. And I've noticed just over the past couple of weeks with uh, these terminations happening because of COVID, that employers are paying, unfortunately, even less severance than before. Now, those who have been listening to us for, for a long time know that in 90% of cases, employees are actually offered a lot less severance than what they're owed. But I've noticed that gap, that delta being more, uh, more pronounced now. And perhaps it's because employers don't, don't know. Perhaps it's because employers are in financial difficulties. But the law is the law and employers have to pay what they have to pay. I spoke with people, I, I remember one gentleman uh, this week I spoke with, he was offered six weeks when he should have been offered nine months pay. Spoke with someone else who was offered three weeks pay, he was mm-hmm. owed six months pay. And this one, John, you'll, you'll like this one. I spoke with someone who was offered six months pay, he was offered, he was owed 24 months wow. pay. Wow. So I bring this up to remind everyone, employees and employers, that the law is still the same when it comes to severance. Uh, and the law still requires you to pay the employee what they're owed. So very important to get that advice. Unfortunately, there's going to be individuals that are not going to be called back to work, that are going to lose their job. But that severance is so important because it's the cushion that you're getting until you can find another job. So reach out if you lost your job. Even if you think the offer is fair, let's double check. Let's make sure we know exactly what you're owed because once you sign off on that, hey, it's too late now to to change your mind. You know, part of the uh, the topic I want to get into tonight is if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. I want to get a bunch of, of those talking points. And the phone number, by the way, is open. The phone lines are open. It's a call-in show. We're live. We're ready to take them, 604 280 Nine eight nine eight. But before we uh, we move on to that, I just want to I want to just touch on something that we had on another show earlier this week um, in Toronto, and it was a guy called through. And I know this isn't the first time we've had this, and I know this is the sentiment of a lot of employers out there. And they're saying, Leor, what the hell are you doing, man? You're telling people that you know they're laid off because of COVID. I'm over the barrel, and you're telling them they can get you know fair severance. Like, how dare you, right? <laughs> and I like your response. Your response was really good because I and I, I think it needs to be echoed here as well. What did you say to that? guy yeah and then you know i i i got that question on the show and i've gotten it before at the office and sometimes mm-hmm. people call me and leave me messages employers very upset saying well how, how dare you say these things but here's the thing i'm not here giving opinions i am not here making recommendations i'm here simply telling people what the law is okay and i don't decide what the law is I don't have any input or say into what the law is. So it is almost silly to get upset at someone that's telling you how it is because you don't like the way it is. And so to get upset at me because I'm telling people, hey, these are your rights as has been, you know, for the last 150 years is kind of silly. Now, employers have the ability to protect themselves with proper employment agreements. So if they don't use those employment agreements, they can't then complain 
when because they didn't do that, now they have to pay people what they're owed. So it, it doesn't make sense to do that. I am here to simply tell people the way it is, how do how the law works, what the legal entitlements are, and I'm not intending to stop that just because someone doesn't like that employees know what their rights are. That just doesn't make sense. And I mean, two things along that note. A, people should realize you are also an employer, so you're on that side of the fence as well, right? Yeah, I, I have 80 employees at my firm, so I'm an employer, and I have to comply with the same laws that every employer does, uh, and that's fine. I, I, I understand that that's the cost of doing business, and I'm, I comply with the laws, and I expect everyone to comply with the laws. And it's, uh, you know, it's, and you do a lot of work for employers as well. I mean, we, we hyper focus on employees because generally people out there that are working stiffs like me and you, we just, a lot of them don't know the law. So we're, we're filling them out and we're helping them out in that regard. But, uh, yeah, you do a lot of work for people on the other side, protecting them from what could be their common law rights coming crashing down on them, right? Yeah, and I help employers understand their rights, their obligations to protect themselves as much as possible. Uh, so I, I don't have any, any kind of skin in the game. I just want to make sure that everyone, employees and employers, understand their rights, their obligations, so that the law is enforced. That's all I do. There's lots of information out there any other time. By the way, when we're not doing the show on a lovely uh, Sunday afternoon, it is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca covers all kinds of employment law. You can just click through all of it. It's completely anonymous. It's free of charge. If you want to carry on from there, there is a contact button at the top, and you can move on to talk to Lior at a, uh, at a later date. His number, by the way, at the firm you want to call later on when we're not on air, 604 604- Two eight three thirty one twenty three is the way to do that, and the email address help at employmentlawyer.ca. We got a big topic here uh, again: preserving your workplace rights, things you don't ever want to do. So I want to give this a minute to breathe. We'll take a break. Line up some calls: six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. We're live and ready to go, and we'll continue with more of the Employment Law Show on CKNW. It is uh, 417, just getting uh, warmed up and rolling here. We want to uh, get your phone calls on, 604-280-9898. We're live. It's a call-in show. You have questions about uh, your job, your employment, maybe on behalf of a friend or uh, a pal, a family member. No problem. Bring it on, 604-280-9898. There are no stupid questions, so we'd... We'd love to hear from you. And the topic for today, as uh, I mentioned a short time ago, if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. These are pretty important, right? Absolutely. Uh, A lot of times I see individuals that may not necessarily appreciate that what they're doing compromises their entitlements, compromises their rights, maybe gives those rights up. So we want to talk about a few things and a few situations where you don't want to do certain things so that you can preserve your rights so that your rights are there and available to you when you need them. Again, you have uh, any of these, have your head scratching, give us a call. In the meantime, 604-280-9898. First one is this, don't sign employment agreements without knowing exactly what you're signing. Very, very important. That's why we want to start with that. Employment agreements are, are very important documents, but they benefit employers. I said earlier that an employer can protect itself by having proper employment agreements. Well, if we flip this to uh, individuals, to employees, an employee employment agreement doesn't help an employee. You're better off not having an employment agreement uh, because then that simply means you have the full protection of the law. Oftentimes what an employment agreement does is it takes rights that you would have and either eliminate them or it turns it around and gives it to the employer. So it's one thing if you already signed an employment agreement, you felt you didn't have a choice because you, you were offered a job, you wanted the job, okay. But if you're already working and now your employer says, well, you know, hey, Bob, we want you to sign a new employment agreement. Well, not so fast 
because it's almost guaranteed that in that employment agreement, there are going to be terms that will cost you a lot at some point. For example, there could be terms in there that limit your future severance. There could be terms in there that allow the company to lay you off temporarily, to change your job, to change your pay, to relocate you. All the things that an employer is not allowed to do unless, of course, you give them that right in the employment agreement. So a very bad idea to just sign the agreement. And a lot of people will look at it and say, okay, my employer wants me to sign this new agreement. Salary is the same. Vacation is the same. What's the problem? I'll sign it. No. Those things and others could be very problematic and potentially could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, even hundreds of thousands of dollars. So be very mindful of that. Your employer cannot punish you for refusing to sign a new employment agreement. You have no obligation to sign a new employment agreement. And in a minimum, if you want to know what it does, what it says, should you sign it, should you care, send me a copy. You can always email me, fax me, etc. Take a look and I'll tell you what it does and what it means. But don't just go ahead and sign an employment agreement out of the blue. That is a surefire way to give up your entitlements. Again, phone calls and questions, 604-280-9898, uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. You want to preserve your work, uh, workplace rights, don't ever do this. Don't, quote-unquote, take one for the team at your expense. And and here's what I mean by taking one for the team. And, you know, this certainly applies now during COVID-19. Yeah. Okay, well, my employer wants to reduce my pay. I know my employer uh, needs to save some money, so I'll take one for the team and I'll agree to the reduction of my pay or you know whatever it is, changing my hours, changing my job. I'll take one for the team. I'll accept it and I'll continue working like the good soldier. That that's, that's great and actually that's very, very admirable. But you have to, before you make that decision, you have to keep a few things in mind. If you take one for the team, if you agree to a change of the term, to the terms of your employment in order to be a good soldier, so to speak, one of the things you're doing is by allowing that to happen, you're giving the company the right to do it again. So you may think, okay, I'm going to take one for the team right now because I understand it's COVID-19. Well, just by doing that, you may then give the, right, the company the right to do it again in the future. And beyond that, Let's say you take a pay cut, for example, and you're thinking, okay, as soon as we're out of COVID-19, my pay will be bumped up. Well, no. If you take one for the team, your employer may end up not increasing your payback, and then there won't be anything you can do about it. So if your employer is changing the terms of employment, one of the considerations should at least be, do we want to treat that change as a constructive dismissal? Do we want to not accept that and, and simply leave with severance? For the reasons that I've outlined, in some situations, that may make sense to do. It's your decision, because remember, your employer does not have a right, even during COVID-19, to change terms of employment, and you taking one for the team could significantly compromise your rights, your entitlements in the future. Would it be adequate protection to say, hey, look, boss man, I know you're struggling, so you know what, I'll I'll, I'll take one for you, I'll, I'll, I'll... I'll muck in. I'll take a bit of a pay cut for however long you need, a few months, whatever. But if, please sign this saying that when we go back to full strength, I want my full pay return. This is temporary. Can you do that? That certainly helps. If you you and your employer can reach an agreement, if it's in writing, my God, I'm, I'm a happy guy, that simply says, yeah, this is only during COVID-19 and you're going to get back up to uh, to par as soon as possible. And beyond that, that we agree that this doesn't give the employer the right to do it again. Yeah, if you can reach an agreement like that with your employer and have some written record of it, that's great. Absolutely. In some situations, that may be difficult to do to get your employer to agree to that. So if your choice is 
to accept and continue working with all those risks that I've talked about or to treat that as a constructive dismissal, you at least have to consider the constructive dismissal option uh, for all the reasons we've discussed. Again, 604-280-9898. This is a live call-in show. If you have any questions, bring it on. Don't be bashful. We are talking about things you want to preserve or to preserve your workplace rights. Don't ever do this. Next one is this. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor if you feel that you can't work. You, you touched on this at the beginning of the show, right? Absolutely. And a lot of individuals don't understand how powerful the doctor is when it comes to your ability or inability to work. Uh, the doctor's word is the final word. Most of us have doctors. Most of us have good relationships with the doctor, doctors that understand us, that know us, know our medical history. So if you don't think you can work for medical reason, talk to your doctor. Maybe your doctor doesn't agree, but if your doctor does agree, all the doctor has to do is give you a note, and that allows you to be off. Uh, and when I talk about compromising your legal rights, my concern here is that individuals either continue working when they're sick, not a good idea, not for you, not for others, but right. even beyond that, they simply may decide, well, I don't feel I can work, so they decide not to work. That is definitely a way to compromise your entitlements because if you decide not to work, that you're too sick to work, but you don't have a doctor's note, that could be a resignation that would then disqualify you from EI or right now the CERB. Not a good idea. So don't be afraid to talk to your doctor. Your doctor can protect you. It can help you. Whatever the doctor says goes. Your employer can't question your doctor, can't disagree with your doctor, can't call you or your doctor a liar. None of that can happen. So you have this powerful, powerful tool there, which is your doctor. Use your doctor. Talk to your doctor. And if you can't work, your doctor will help you. Can your employer say, okay, I know you got to be off. Yeah, you got this doctor's note. Uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, and, and that, that is a question I get often. Well, you know, how much information do I have to give my doctor? And the only information you have to give your doctor, uh, it's not the doctor, your employer. The only information you have to give your employer is for how long are you going to be off and do you need any accommodation? That's it. Doesn't matter whether you're suffering from a, a bad back or you're suffering from anxiety and depression. It does not matter. So your employer cannot ask you what the medical condition is. They can't ask you what treatment you're getting, what medication you're taking, what yeah. specialist you're seeing. None of that. They can't ask for your doctor's uh, file on you. None of that is appropriate. Remember, the, we, we call this your uh, prognosis. In other words, how long are you going to be off? Not your diagnosis. And if your employer does try to overreach with their questions, you can absolutely say, no, I'm not giving you that information. Again, 604-280-9898 for your calls. Bring them on. We'd love to talk to you if you have employment questions about yourself or for a friend, if they're facing a layoff or still laid off because of COVID-19, or maybe you just got let go unrelated to COVID-19. That's fine. Uh, call us. We're here live for the uh, the remainder of the hour. And in the meantime, talking about this, you want to preserve your workplace rights. Don't ever do this. Now, we've, we've kind of fast forward into being off. You've got that doctor's note. Don't forget about your employer when you're on a medical leave. Yeah, that, that flows from the, the first, the previous one we talked about. Yes, you, yeah. you have your doctor's note. Now you're off. Fine. No one can touch you. No one can do anything to you. But again, an easy way to compromise your entitlements is just to forget about your employer. Now, if you're going to be off for a long period of time, you know, more than a few weeks, don't forget about your employer. And what I mean by that is touch base with your employer. Okay. Send them a quick email. Just remind them that you're still there. Remind them that you're still working on getting better and hoping to return back to work. Now, I'm not suggesting that you write to your employer every day, but not even every week, 
But you know what? If you can do it every few weeks, once a month even, send a quick note, that helps because what you don't want to have happen is you're off for six months, your employer doesn't hear from me for six months, then you say, hey, I'm here, I'm ready to go back to work. Your employer can legitimately think, well, wait a second, uh, I haven't heard a word from you. I assumed that you left, you retired, you resigned, you moved on, whatever it is. I don't have a job for you now. So that is definitely a way to compromise your entitlements. Don't do that. It's not an onerous obligation. You don't have to send a doctor's note every time. Just a quick note to your employer. Employer, hey, I'm still working on it. I'm still getting treatment. I'll update you as soon as I have anything concrete. That works well so that your employer knows you're planning on coming back to work. You haven't forgotten about them. Very important thing to do. You want to have a lawyer with you at all times? It's simple. It's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Wealth of information on there. There's even uh, some information on COVID-19, the coronavirus as well, and general employment matters. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Absolutely free and anonymous. You can use that. And to uh, to call the office, by the way, when we don't do the show on Sunday afternoon, that is, uh, that's no problem. 604-283-3123. Want to toss an email along for the remainder or any other time? It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as we go to break here, we got time for you and your phone call, 604-280-9898. This is the Employment Law Show. It's on CKNW. We're here live until the uh, the end of the show, just before uh, 5 o'clock. You have time to call in, ask some questions, 604-280-9898. Something you've always wondered about, your job or severance, bring it on. This is the place to get a quick answer and clear your head for sure. Again, 604-280-9898. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we are talking about preserving workplace rights. These are things you don't ever want to do. This one, don't quit unless it's completely voluntary. Keyword being voluntary in there. It is the keyword, and it's a, it's a concept that some people don't understand. So we have to under, to, to explain this, and that is the idea being, of course, that you, you the individual, is the only one that can decide if you want to resign. You can only be you that decides whether or not you leave your job. Your employer is allowed to let you go, but you're the only one that can decide if you resign. A resignation is voluntary and unilateral. So if your employer tells you, uh, well, I expect your resignation on my desk in the morning, uh, no, not so fast. Your employer can't tell you to do that. They can let you go, but they can't make you resign. If your employer tells you, uh, resign or else, no, again, not something your employer can do because you're the only one that can decide if you want to resign. Uh, uh, there's no such thing as an involuntary resignation. That's an oxymoron. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. It's impossible. So uh, if your employer wants you to resign, your answer should be, no, I'm not resigning. If you want to let me go, I can't stop you, but I'm not resigning. And here's why that difference is important. Because if you resign, then it may be very difficult to get you your severance, right? right? Oftentimes, that's why an employer may want you to resign, to avoid paying you severance. But on the other hand, if your employer lets you go, well, then they have to pay severance. So definitely, a way for you to lose your entitlements, to lose your severance, is to just resign when you don't actually want to. Remember, severance can be as much as two years' pay. So it's a very important thing, and never, ever resign unless it's voluntary. You can say no, and if you're not sure what to do, reach out to me. But a resignation that's done not voluntarily is not something your employer can make you do. Again, 604-280-9898. you still got time to uh, get a call in here, too, so would love to, love to talk to you. Hi, Amber. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's up? 
Um, I work for a large organization, and uh, if you're going to, if you're not coming to work, you need to call the employee absence line. And one of the questions that you're asked is, well, what is the nature of your illness? Uh, and you're supposed to. There's option one, two, and three. So one like wow. is like vomiting, diarrhea, or second one might be um, fever and and cough, and then the other one is other. Is that is that legal for them to ask the details of your illness? Now, Amber, is this something that they've implemented recently because of COVID-19, or is it always the case? It has always been. No, then the answer is absolutely not. So uh, what you're saying is that even, let's say you're not coming in, so that's the side you're not well, you're not coming in, they still expect you to essentially give the reason as to why you're not coming in. Right, just in generalities. In generality. There's three options. No. So the answer is very simple. They're not allowed to. Uh, it, that's a personal and a private matter. Uh, and whether or not you're you're suffering from, uh, you know, you have a high fever or you're uh, dealing with depression, it does not matter. So no, an employer is not allowed to ask that. And the reality is, legally speaking, if you refuse to answer that, number one is you're still able to be off. And number two, they can't punish you in any way, shape, or form because you've done nothing wrong. So no, those questions, even though they are general somewhat, they still cross the line. Uh, Frankly, it's not of your employer's business. The only thing they're allowed to know is can you work or can you not work? They can ask for a doctor's note in terms of the ability to work, but they're not allowed to ask any more questions than that, Amber. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amber. Appreciate that. You want to reach out at a further time? You can do so. Here is Lior's number to get him at the office, 604-283-3123. I've never had an employer ask me if I've had diarrhea before, nor do I ever want to start. Sarah, thank you for uh, for hanging on. How are you this afternoon? Not bad. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, my boss refuses to give stat holidays. Just refuses? Uh, well, pay out, or he, he doesn't feel like we're entitled to them so we don't uh, get yeah. well it's yeah we don't get an extra day and or paid out double time for working at our time and a half you know, you know, it's funny that well, not funny, but it, it's it's unusual maybe that uh, I, I get that question often, and uh, I don't know if it's a question of employers not understanding their obligations or hoping that the employee doesn't understand their obligations. So, if you're at statutory holiday pay and if your employer doesn't pay that, that's that's illegal. And in that respect, the the easiest thing you could do, the best recourse you have, is to f- simply call the uh, employment standards branch or file a claim with them because not only can they order your employer to pay you uh, moving forward, they can also get you back pay for two, two years going back for any amounts owing to you. So both you and your colleagues could do that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I could also send a letter on your behalf, but probably the employment standards branch would work best here. No, your employer has to pay statutory holiday pay. If you work, uh, they, they have to comply with the law. No employer is above the law in that respect. Um, and then a question about uh, vacation time. Sure. If we get, if you get paid out vacation time, um, like because you didn't take your vacation, is it on just your salary or salary plus any commission you've earned? If there's like bonuses and. Great question. It, it, yeah, it's a great question. It, it is on everything. It's not just on your. Uh, it, it's it's the 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 four percent of your or six percent, depending how much vacation you get, of your total earnings, not just your base salary. So what is the recourse if 
that hasn't been done in say five years. <laughs> uh, wow, uh, your your employer is just doing everything right, isn't it? Uh, yeah. No, uh, the employment standards branch again for that. Unfortunately, you cannot go back five years; you can only go back two. But hey, two years is still pretty pretty good. So the same, and you could do it at the same time. You deal with the statutory holiday pay. You can deal with the uh, unpaid vacation pay. So yeah, the employment standards branch for that is the place to go. And can employees that have, that no longer work there do it? Yes. Absolutely, because it's in the essentially it's unpaid wages, right? So as long as you were within the two-year period, so you can go back two years. If you file a complaint tomorrow, it'll be two two years going back from tomorrow. If there's amounts owing for you or to you during that period of time, then you can absolutely do it. Great, thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. The trifecta of great questions right there. It's good to, good to have you on the show. That is how you do it. You get some quick answers. So simple. 604-280-9898. And in between the calls, we'll get back to this. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. And we mentioned this, and I know sometimes it can seem pointless, even cumbersome, but document everything. Everything. Not documenting uh, things. I'll give you some examples soon, but not documenting is definitely, definitely a way to compromise your rights because if there's ever a dispute, if you don't have anything documented, it becomes a he said, she said type of a situation and that's just not a good idea. It's it's always difficult to be able to convince someone when you say this happened, they say something else happened, who knows what the truth is, it, it can get confusing. So if you, you know, your spidey sense are, are tingling, you think there's something brewing, maybe your employer is trying to push you out or maybe your employer is uh, is trying to find reasons to this to let you go and, and you want to do something about it, start documenting things. If you have uh, an, an event that happened, you know, you had a big confrontation, you know, write down the time, the date, have uh, that journal, uh, you know, or some sort of a diary where you write that in. Uh, another way to document is if you have a meeting with someone, your boss, a coworker, and you wish you had a record of it, but it was all verbal, go back to your office, send them an email confirming what happened, what was said, document everything. Now, I'm not suggesting that today you start a new job, you start documenting right away. Of course not. But if you think something is going wrong, if you think that there's, you know, something going to happen or you wish you had records of it, you, you, you're not feeling right about what's going on, start documenting things. If you do that and if you keep notes and, and it's contemporaneous at the time that something happens, you're going to have a lot of credibility down the road. And if someone else says, no, no, that never happened, but you have contemporaneous notes, you're going to win every day. So whether it's a yeah. harassment or, or bullying or you know your employer giving you bad reviews that you don't think are justified, document, document, document. You can never go wrong with that. We'll, uh, we'll take a short break, give you some time to grab a phone and uh, get a question happening. 604-280-9898. We're uh, live here, of course, till about two minutes to five, uh, five o'clock. So feel free to call in 604-280-9898. We'll get to some emails if we have time as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's the Employment Law Show. This is CKNW. It is uh, 4.45, still plenty of time. Yeah, the number is 604-280-9898. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll go back to our topic here momentarily. Want to get to the uh, phones? Always top priority. George, thanks for standing by. How are you? Good. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I got taken away from my work uh, April 8th. All they said to me, we're making a whole bunch of changes here, and you don't seem to comply. And they said, so we're going to let you go. And that was it. Nothing else said. They just told me to empty my locker and I was gone. And I've been there 13 years. 
Now, George, are you part of a union? No. Okay. And did they pay you any severance? No, nothing. I see. And have and you had any... And they still owe me... Oh, sorry. They still no, owe I... me a week's pay. They didn't even pay it to me. And I was supposed to be like mid-April, uh, and I didn't get that. Nothing. Now, George, is the company still in business? Oh, yeah. So here's the thing, George. Unless you did something bad, and I mean something really bad, then they owe you severance. Of course, they owe you the week's pay, but after 13 years, they could easily owe you one year's pay. Year. Okay? Yeah. So, but, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. What they said to me, because I hurt my back at, at, at home, and I didn't have a phone at the time, you know, a, a cell phone or a landline or anything. Yeah. So at any time I would run into a friend of mine, I would use their phone so I could phone into work. Yeah. And then they were saying, well, why didn't you, can you go get a doctor's note? But at that time, the clinics were just full, so I couldn't get in to get a doctor's note. And this and that. And then that's when he said to me, well, you, we're making all these changes. You can't seem to comply what we want. And I said, well, geez, you know, I don't have a phone. He says, I don't care. And that was it. We're going to let you go. George, they, they owe you a year's pay, man. That's not even a debate on potentially there could even be a human rights issue here if they're letting you go because or, or even if it's related to a medical condition. So, George, uh, the good news is this, this type of case should not be difficult to resolve. So what I want you to do is I want you to reach out, uh, uh, reach out to me off air. Uh, if phone is an issue, find a way to contact me. You can call, you can email because we need to connect off air. Well, I don't, John, oh, I'm, John is going to give you the number, but we need to speak off air. Okay, George? Okay. Thanks, George. Here is the number. Again, at least write it down. If you got to uh, borrow, grab a phone, hit a payphone if you can find one. That's uh, that's cool, too. 604-283-3123. Again, it's 604-283-3123 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that uh, that right there is another fine example of a big bowl of wrong when it comes to an employer just thinking about 13 years, pal. Out she go. You're getting nothing. Yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. And, and you know, employers have a difficult time understanding that just because they're the employer, just because it's they're the ones, you know, giving the job, that they can't just do whatever they want. They can't. We have employment laws. And, again, we talked about this earlier. It's not me. It's not my laws. I'm not trying to find a loophole. There's no loopholes, okay? It's the law. So if, if he's uh, let go after 13 years, again, unless he did something pretty awful, he stole, he beat up someone, he commi- committed fraud, unless he did that, they have to pay him a severance, and that's easily going to be a year's pay for him after 13 years there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a whole bowl of wrong, and there's no reason to just allow that to happen. Appreciate the call, George. And if uh, you'd like to call in as well, just like George, 604-280-9898. you got a few minutes still to go here. In the meantime, if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. Don't just accept unfair discipline or inaccurate performance reviews. Yeah, this is kind of tied to what I said before about documenting things. But if you believe right. that you know the performance review that you got is not uh, legitimate, it's not fair. It's not accurate. Or maybe you got discipline. You, you know, you were provided a warning. And wait a second. I don't think that's fair. I don't think I did anything wrong. Well, don't tell me. Tell your employer, right? If you think that what your employer is doing is wrong and it's not fair, make sure you send them a note telling them, employer, here's what you said happened, but that's not fair. Here's mm-hmm. what actually happened. Or employer, you told me that I made these following mistakes, but no, that's not what happened. Let me tell you what actually happened. Put your position in writing, and the reason that's important, I've said this before and I'll continue saying it, is if you're going to be silent, that's the same as accepting it. 
And a lot of people think silence is easier. You know, it's not. I'm not comfortable t- calling my employer out if they if they did yeah. something wrong. I'd rather just kind of continue yeah. working and hope things will get better. I get that. I really do. But that silence, you may as well be writing to your employer and say, I agree and I accept. And if you if you agree and accept, then later on, when now the company says, we're going to let you go and look at all these things we have against you that you've accepted, then that may me make it very difficult to deal with that termination and to get you the compensation that you're owed. So definitely a way for you to lose and compromise your entitlements is to accept things that you don't agree with, to accept things that are not accurate. So your employer gives you a bad performance review, say so. Put it in writing, tell them why you think it's wrong. If they discipline you and it's not fair, do the same thing. Uh, If they put you on a performance improvement plan and you don't agree with it, write to your employer and say, here's why I disagree with you. You can do it politely and professionally. I'm not suggesting you call anyone names, absolutely not. But your, you putting your position in writing preserves your rights because you haven't accepted it. It's going to make it that much more difficult for the company to even contemplate letting you go for cause. So very important to do that. Put it in writing. Don't just accept things that you don't agree with. We'll get to one more of these, maybe slide into an email or two. This is uh, if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. This one could be the crown jewel of them all. Don't file a complaint with the labor board or the employment standards branch when you lose your job, when you get let go. Do not file that complaint. Do not. Absolutely not. And and do not call them for advice with respect to losing your job. Now, we had a previous caller just a few moments ago when I told her, you know, she had issues with her vacation pay or statutory holiday pay. And I told her, yeah, go to the employment standards branch. Go there and and file your complaint. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Pretty much for everything other than losing your job. You cannot go there if you lost your job. And the reason you can't go there is because the employment standards branch can only advise you and can only help you enforce your minimum entitlements. Your minimum entitlements. Now, that's only a small portion of what you're actually owed. So we spoke with George a couple moments ago, and I said he's owed a year's pay. Well, if he went to the employment standards branch and said, okay, give me my uh, my entitlements, they would get him eight weeks pay because those are his minimum entitlements. His full entitlements, as I said, is a year's pay. That's why the easiest way to lose tens and tens of thousands of dollars that you're legally owed, legally owed, is to go to the employment standards branch if you lost your job. You cannot do that. Uh, you cannot put your uh, your your hope there because they, they can't do it. They simply cannot do it. That's not what they're there for. So what do you do instead if you lost your job? Well, you can always call me. Uh, you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, which is a tool that allows you to find out how much you're actually owed. You can go to another employment lawyer if you don't like me. But you have to do something other than going to the uh, to the employment standards branch, I I've spoken with hundreds of people in BC across the country that went to their government, the provincial government, when they lost their job, and they realized when it's too late that by doing that they lost twenty, thirty, a hundred thousand dollars. Don't let that happen to you ever. We'll get to an email from Fern here, by the way, anytime, not just during the show. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Fern says, guys, I was promised a promotion last year. This year, I didn't get it. It was given to someone else, and I was let go. Can my employer do that? So that's not fair, and that's not right, and it's not a good HR practice. But generally speaking, uh, if if he is let go, his, his employer is allowed to let him go as long as they pay him mm-hmm. severance. Now... 
potentially, if he was promised a promotion and, and asked for the, uh, and, and, you know, accounted or counted in that promotion, if his employer simply said to him, you know what, we're not, we've changed our mind not giving, to you, uh, giving it to you, that could be a constructive dismissal. He can say that the fact right. that I was told I'm going to get a promotion, I continued working because of that, now he didn't give it to me, that's a constructive dismissal. For Fern, that doesn't really matter because he'd been let go anyway. So because of that, it's simply a matter of severance. Not necessarily something that's going to make him happy, not a fair, not a good thing to do. Uh, and as a general rule, if your employer is going to promise you a promotion, make sure you get it in writing, okay, so, so that later on it's, it's very difficult to get out of it. Uh, email works fine, but something in writing has to be that says, yes, we're giving you this promotion. If it's just a verbal promise, it's going to be very, very difficult to enforce. Want to get Jerry in here quickly, Jerry? You got about a you got about a minute. Ask us your question quickly, please. Yeah, I uh, was working for uh, for the bus company in Vancouver, and was let go uh, after having cancer and being off work. Uh, and I I didn't get any uh, any remuneration remuneration at all. They let you go, Jerry? Yes, they did. And are you, were you part of a union? Uh, yes, I was. So if you're part of a union, Jerry, then only the union can help you enforce and get whatever remuneration may be owed to you. Uh, you have to talk to your union. They could potentially even get you reinstated depending on what happened. But the only recourse here, because you're unionized, is the union. You don't have the ability to go outside of it. So uh, your union is your first and only course of action. Jerry, appreciate the call. We got to uh, we got to slide uh, with that final call. Now you want to reach out. Now that we are done for another day, it is easy. You want to go to help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is the email address. Anytime, by the way, you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Wonderful websites like having Lior with you twenty four seven, and the phone number you can use as well six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. Again, six zero four. 283-3123. Appreciate all your calls. You want to reach out afterwards, you can do it now. If not, we'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show right here, CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.